Worthy are you, Lord, this day, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy and righteous are you, O God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. All right, praise the Lord. All right, at this time, we're going to open up the word of the Lord. And let's open up to the book of Isaiah, chapter 49. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 49, <clears throat> and let's see here, let's pick up at verse, verse number 13, <clears throat> verse number 13, Isaiah chapter 49, sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O Lord, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. I'm thankful tonight for the mercies of God. Verse 14, and this is what God's people said. But Zion said, the Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Verse 15, this is God responding to what his people said. Can a woman forget her sucking child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Thy children shall make haste, thy destroyers, and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. Lift up thine eyes round about, and behold all these gather themselves together. And come to thee, as I live, saith the Lord, thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all, as with an ornament, and bind them on thee as a bride doth. And by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to preach on you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. You can be seated. This is, this chapter is a very powerful chapter. If you read from the beginning, from verse 1 on, on down, throughout the entire chapter, um, you'll read where the prophet is talking, he's prophesying, he's speaking of how that um, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, um, would come, and how that he would come and he would, gather Israel again. You, you read in this chapter, you'll read about so many different promises that has been made. You'll even read where, um, you'll read about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, where he said that he would lead them um, beside springs of water. 
And, um, and so, so many different promises are made throughout um, the scripture, throughout this uh, chapter. As Isaiah, um, his writings and his prophesying, many of it had to deal, as we spoke uh, this morning, about um, the coming uh, Messiah um, and as what his work would, be, would do, how um, he would come and he would restore all things. He would, he would gather his people and uh, how that eventually God would redeem humanity. And so this is Isaiah speaking and prophesying about different promises um, that God has made to his people. And you will find out that in the midst of all of the promises that are being made here, that God is telling his people that I will comfort you. I will comfort you in your time of affliction. I will, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to be there for you. But the mindset of God's people was, was not that. They didn't hear. They weren't hearing God's promises. They weren't hearing what God was, was telling them, what was going to come to pass, good things that was going to come to pass concerning them. And um, if there's anything that I want to have an ear, I want to have an ear to hear God's word. Amen. I want to hear it. Not only do I want to hear it, but I want to have faith in God's word and what is spoken, what is being said, because God's word is true. God's word is true. It is powerful and every promises that God is making, it is going to happen. Whether I believe it or not, well, you know what? If I don't believe, then it's going to happen to somebody else. Either way or another, God's word is going to come to pass. But you know what? I want God's promises. I want to accept it. I want to apply it to my life. You know, so many times situations and things occur in our lives and we feel that we are all alone. We feel that we have been forsaken. We feel like we are the off-scour. We feel like nobody cares about us, including God. We think that God is nowhere around. Problems are going on in our lives. Emotions are chaotic and all out of control. And we don't think that anybody cares. But I want somebody to know that somebody cares tonight. And there is one that said that I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, lo, I'll always be with you. And I don't know about anybody else, but when I read things like that, something inside of me grabs a hold of the word of God. You know, so many times people are falling left to right. People are falling into all kind of perversion, all kind of, of uh Carnal, carnal things and situations and they're, they're giving themselves over um, to so many different things. They're taking other routes. They're taking a, another alternative as they feel like church doesn't work anymore, as they feel like the word of God is no longer significant, as they feel like prayer and the reading of God's word, there's no there's nothing good by, by holding, there's nothing good that is going to come by holding on to those things. But I come to find out that God's word is true. I come to find out that, you know what, I don't want to look for another alternative. There's only one option tonight, and that is Jesus Christ. 
There is only one option tonight, and that is Jesus. That is Jesus. And so, as God is making these promises to them, um, the Bible tells us that it gets to the portion where Israel, God's people, he said, sing, O heavens, and be joyful. We ought to learn how to be joyful. We ought to learn how to be full of joy. You know what? In these days and times, I know things are bad. I know troubles are, are on every side. I know the devil is doing all kinds of things. I know our world is in all kinds of turmoil. But you know what? I made up in my mind that I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to lift up my voice and I'm going to sing. I'm going to be joyful. I'm a, you know what? The Bible talks about serving the Lord. It tells us to serve the Lord in a certain kind of way. It didn't tell us to serve God out of a disgruntled heart. It didn't tell us to halfway serve the Lord. It told us to serve God with gladness. Honey, I want to be glad that I'm a child of God. I want to be glad that I know God and that I know who he is. Matter of fact, I want to worship him. I want to serve him. I want to I want to come into the house of the Lord. I don't want to barely lift up my hands. I want to throw my hands in the air. I want to lift my voice up. I want to give God the praise that he deserves on a daily basis. So many times people, people are so disgruntled in living for God. They do it out of, well, I, I guess I got to go to church tonight. I guess I got to read the Bible. I guess I... I guess I better pray. The Bible says serve him with gladness. Be happy about it. Be happy that you're a child of God. Be happy that God filled you with the Holy Ghost. Be happy that God washed away your sins as far as the east is from the west. I don't praise God because I have to. I praise God because I know that it works tonight. That's the only way. And guess what? I want to be glad about doing it. I want to be joyful about doing it. So many people come in the house of the Lord and you can tell that they want to be somewhere else. Well, honey, I don't want to be anywhere else. I want to be in church. I want to be praising the God. I want to lift up my hands. I want to shout for joy. I want to run it out. I want to sing in the praise team. I want to play an instrument. I want to serve God with gladness. I want to be joyful about it. I want to be joyful about it. And so, he says, sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people. And I will have mercy upon his, upon his afflicted. God is all about showing mercy. God is all about giving mercy. Mercy. God is all, the Bible talks about how that his mercies endureth from generation to generation. Uh, you know what? I'm thankful for his mercy this morning, this, tonight. I'm thankful for it. Uh, the Bible says that you, we need to understand why we are here tonight. We need to have that understanding because I believe that when you understand why you are here in each and every day when you get up and you understand why you have another opportunity at life, why you have breath in your body, 
when you understand this, you know what your response to God is supposed to be. You know how you are supposed to respond to living for God and serving God. The Bible tells us that it is because, it's not because of our own doing. It's not because that we are good people. It's not because we got it right. Matter of fact, we got it real wrong. And a lot of times we mess up. But guess what? Even in our messing up, you'll find out that there's still mercy. And the Bible tells us that his mercies are new every morning. Not only that, a lot of us should be dead right now. A lot of us should be six feet deep. A lot of us should be behind bars somewhere. A lot of us, our lives should be torn apart in a wreck, in a mess. But the Bible says that it's because of his mercies that we are not consumed. We're not destroyed. I need to understand why I am where I am. I need to understand who I am and why I am that who I am. It's because of the mercies of God. It's not because I'm something good. It's not because I'm so smart. It's not because I'm so intelligent. It's because of God's mercies. His mercies never fail. They never fail. And I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for it. And so, he's telling He's encouraging. Nature. Do you know that nature knows how to praise God? Nature knows how to praise God. And if nature knows how to praise God, I believe that we need to know how to praise God. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus entered into a certain city. And um, we spoke on it a little bit this morning. He entered into a certain city. And as the people realized that this is the fulfillment of a prophecy, the people, they begin to grab palm branches, they begin to wave them, they begin to sing and cry out to the Lord. And you had those, the religious leaders, those that were all put together and well put together. So it seemed on the outside, they said, hey, tell these people to quiet down. And he said, hey, if they quiet down, that the rocks, the stones are going to cry out. I want you to know nature knows how to praise God. Nature knows to praise God. And I believe if nature knows to praise God, I believe that I got enough to praise God for. I believe that I cannot do a rock tonight. I believe I got enough to praise God about tonight. I believe that I can, I can do a lot better because if I don't, that rock is going to take my place. But I made up in my mind, ain't a rock. A rock ain't going to take my place. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to magnify God. He's been good. He is great and greatly to be praised. There's none other like him. There's none that can compare to Jesus. There is none compares to Jesus. And so... We want to praise him. Nature knows how to praise him. I believe us, we who have been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, should know to praise God. We don't need no pumping. We don't need no priming. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't come for a re and try to find an excuse why not to praise God. I'm looking for more reasons to praise God. I'm looking for more opportunities to praise the Lord. I'm not trying to cut down on my praise. I'm trying to increase it. And so, 
God is promising them all of these things. God is, God is telling nature, rejoice, rejoice, because I'm about to do something great amongst my people. I'm, a, I'm going to comfort them. I'm going to uh, have mercy towards them in their time of affliction. But this is what God's people said. But Zion said, the Lord hath forsaken me. My Lord hath forgotten me. And then God responds, can a woman forget her suckling child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. Then he, then he answered this question. Yay. Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. And so you'll come, you're going to come to find out that God is not like any other. You're going to come to find out that there are letdowns. There are those that have forsaken us in this life. There are those that have turned their backs on us or at some time have turned their back on you and have, have that should have been there for you, that should have taken care of. There are a lot, there are a lot of reports and you, you read and you know and some of us have even experienced um, parents that have not quite been what they were supposed to be to us, that have not quite showed us the love that a parent is supposed to show. And you find out that as you get older and older and older and you, you get some knowledge and understanding because as a young child, it's hard to understand why your parent is not around. Why maybe, you know, a father's not in the home and, and, and things of that nature. It's hard to understand at times. But at the more you get older, you understand, you become of age, you understand that we are all flesh. We are all flesh. And I'm going to tell you, sin does not just destroy or have an effect on one person. It has an effect on us all. And that everybody is human and it, there is humanity, there is flesh to contend with. And you know, people fall short. I'm going to tell you, that's why it's good not to put your trust or your confidence in man. Because man falls short a lot of times. And so God asks them the question. They say, well, we are, God has forsaken us. We're forgot about. Okay? A lot of times it's so hard to, as you are in your situation, as you're in your trial, as you're, as you're in a situation or uh, a test that, that causes you to, to not feel comfortable. It causes you to cause heartache and pain. It's so hard to hear God's promises. It's so hard to believe. It's so hard to have faith and to believe that God is there and that God is by your side. We've all been there as we've had to struggle through in situations and times, um, things, trials, tests, um, problems that occur in our lives and it's hard to believe you'll hear the preaching God has something good for you you'll hear that God has better for you you'll hear that God 
wants to heal you. You're here that God can meet the financial need. You're here that God can change your life. But because you are currently in the situation that you're in, it's hard to receive that. It's hard to believe in it. It's hard to stand upon it. It's hard to say, you know what? I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in God's word. They, it was hard for them to believe it as they begin to say, we're forsaken. I know what you're saying, prophet, but I'm looking at the situation that I'm in right now. I'm looking at the fact that my emotions are all out of control. I'm looking at the fact right now that it seems like there's nobody around that cares about me. It seems like God is so far away in that I've cried out many times. I've, I've sought after the Lord many times, and I'm still in the state that I'm in. And it seems like God is nowhere around. It seems like God is so far away. It seems like God doesn't hear me at all. And so this is where they're at. But God asked the question, hey, can a woman forget her suckling that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? And God answered it. Yeah, she can. Absolutely. Because you find out we are only flesh. You'll find out that we fall short. You'll find out that sin just takes control over people's lives and, and the things that they should be about and the things that they should be concerned about, they're not. And the things that they should let go of, that's what they pursue after their whole heart. And so God said, yeah, they can. But guess what? I'm not like man. I'm not a man. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. See, because a lot of times we approach God like he's on the level of other people that have let, her let us down. And other people that have forsaken us. But I got news for you. God is not like man tonight. Okay, people may have let you down, but I got news for you. God will never let you down. People may have turned their backs on you, but God will never turn his back on you. People may have forgotten about you. People that have, should have been there for you in your life and in your growing up. They sh probably should have been there, but they forgot about you. They did away with you. But I got news for you. There's never a day that God didn't think about you. There was never a day that God wasn't right there by your side pulling for you and desiring to be with you. Somebody needs to know that you are not forgotten tonight. Somebody needs to know that there is a God that sees, he knows your name, he knows the hairs that are on the top of your head, and that God is pulling for you. God is working for your good, for your benefit. God hasn't forgotten you. Next verse. And so God, I love this scripture. When I begin to read this, when I first read this scripture, I something about it grabbed my I grabbed my attention because God is showing them that you are always on my mind. You're always on my mind. I'm always thinking about you. I'm always, you have not, I haven't forgotten about you. I know your name. I know the state that you're in. I know you. I can remember 
it's been quite some time now. It's been a long time. I can remember I knew this person, and I knew this person, and, and something about this person, I knew that there was a time where this person told me that they had, I guess they had went to some kind of church or some kind of service, and they came back, and they told me, I received the Holy Ghost. And I knew this person. I knew the things that they pursued. I knew the things that they were involved in. I said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, how do you know you received the Holy Ghost? And we know that there's only one way. There's only one evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost, right? And that is speaking in, the other in other tongues. And that's not something you learn to do. That's not something that you can be taught. So many people, ignorant people, I'll say, but they proclaim that they're, they're wise and they're all-knowing and that they, you know, they, they know God. So many ignorant people try to teach people how to receive the Holy Ghost. And, you know, it destroys people's faith. It hurts people. It damages people. And to the fact that when, you when people come in contact with the truth, they don't believe, they struggle with it because clowns have tried to teach them how to receive the Holy Ghost. You can't teach a person how to receive the Holy Ghost. God does that work. God speaks through a person. And so this person told me they had received the Holy Ghost. So I'm, I'm knowing the scripture. I say, oh, yeah? How do you? And I asked the magical question. The, 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 the question I said, how? Yeah, how? How do you know you receive it? And the person said, well, I was crying. Okay. Okay, when you receive the Holy Ghost, there are going to be some tears. You know, okay. What else? I felt good. I felt joy. And I said, and I knew this person was going to blow up when I said this. I just knew it. I, I knew them. I knew they was going to blow up. And I said, well, you know, the Bible says that when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to speak in other tongues. And boom, that was it. It, was it. it blew up. I said, Okay. I got you. No problem. And I say that because I'm going to show you just how out of balance people are with the scripture. Because the very same person that said they received the Holy Ghost got some kind of marking on their body, on their arm. And I guess it was okay because they got a scripture <laughs> marked on on their arm. And they said, you know, and they knew me, they knew that, you know, what I, somewhat what I what I believed as far as the truth. And so they said, well, you know why I did it? I said, why? They said, I read Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 16. 